Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 18 of Soul Food where we're going to look at hope and fear. These two very interconnected and interrelated virtues of the heart which are essential in our drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even though we're looking at two different things. They're really essentially one thing, one kind of central virtue that needs to be present in the heart with a sense of balance between the two. So inshallah, on in this episode, we'll look at hope and fear in the Qur'an. We'll look at the importance of hope. And we'll also look at the definition of hope because there's a lot of misunderstanding about false hope. We'll look at a healthy sense of fear. And then we'll also look at the importance of being balanced. So let's look at hope and fear in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim وَيَرْجُونَ رَحْمَتَهُ وَيَخَافُونَ عَذَابَهُ That they hope for his mercy and they fear his punishment. So here very clearly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about hope and fear. And this is in reference to the, you know, the nearest servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the angels that uh, even those that are closest to Allah, they have hope in His mercy and fear His punishment. The punishment of your Lord is much to be feared. And we also notice in the Quran, and we all kind of see this, I'm sure you've noticed, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions paradise, it's often coupled with the mention of hellfire. Or when mentioning reward, that there's also the mention of punishment. And this is so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us that these are both realities and that this should instill within us a sense of hope in His reward and a sense of fear in His punishment, Jalla Jalalu. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always has this very balanced uh, uh, mention of the two, of His reward and of His punishment. Let's look at the importance of hope and what hope actually is. A lot of people, because of extreme expressions of Islam, they get confused, right? So, you know, a lot of times there might be a very intense focus on the fear of Allah, on the fear of the hellfire, on the fear of the punishment. And the reality is, is it's real. But the problem is, is that when it is explained in a way that is imbalanced, it makes people gravitate to the opposite extreme. Or some people lose hope. Or some people say, like, I can't handle that. This isn't for me because it's just too difficult. The reality is we have to look at things in a balanced way. The opposite extreme is also wrong to say, do whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Allah is so merciful and so forgiving that you can get away with whatever you wanted to get away with and He'll forgive you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself in the Quran says, Listen, obey my commands, 
and avoid that which I tell you to avoid. And if you do so, you'll be rewarded. And if you don't, you'll be punished. So the reality is, is that we have to have a healthy sense of hope and a healthy sense of fear, and the two need to be balanced. And if you've experienced kind of an extreme form of one or the other, then don't let it push you to the opposite extreme, but actually look for the middle ground and the, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually wants us to practice. So the Prophet wasallam he said in a beautiful hadith that God the Exalted says, I am as my servant thinks of me to be. Let him then think of me what he will. In other words, this is a, a hadith that really teaches us the importance of hope, the importance of having a good opinion of Allah, that when you pray or when you fast or when you read some Quran or when you give charity, that you hope that Allah accepts that from you and you hope that he will show you his mercy and reward you for that. That's having a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what hope does when we have this healthy sense of hope, it propels us towards worship. A false sense of hope is saying, oh, I don't need to do anything and Allah will forgive me and Allah will enter me into paradise. That's a false sense of hope. What a real sense of hope does is that it makes you want to worship. It makes you want to do good deeds because then you have hope that Allah will give you great and immense rewards beyond your imagination. And Imam al-Ghazali says, when a person has a healthy sense of hope in their heart, and he draws this beautiful analogy, he says, your heart is like fertile soil, and faith is the seed that you plant in that soil. And the good deeds that you do are like the water that you put on that seed within that soil and that inshallah in the hereafter you enjoy the fruit that comes from that seed in that soil. But what Imam al-Ghazali says is that a person who works hard to sow those seeds and waters them with worship and acts of obedience and so forth hopes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make them bear fruit. So a person who has hope works hard, as opposed to actually not working at all. That's a false sense of hope. So true hope makes us work for Allah's rewards. And the scholars of the spiritual science within Islam, they say that hope is the cure for laziness of your nafs. When your nafs says, oh, you know what? I don't feel like you know praying right now. I don't feel like reading Quran. Maybe later. Maybe tomorrow, maybe after I finish, you know, doing this thing that I'm doing that's kind of entertaining and fun, then I'll do some acts of worship. That's when your nafs is being lazy, you inspire it with hope. And you say, do you know what reward is waiting for you? If you read Quran, you get 10 rewards for every letter. You get 10 rewards for every letter, not just every word. And imagine in the hereafter, the way that Allah will elevate the people of Qur'an and so on and so forth. So it inspires your soul to get over its laziness and to work in the things that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Haddad, he says that the basis of hope is the heart's knowledge of the immensity of God's mercy and generosity.
and the magnitude of his favors and kindness and his gracious promise to those who obey him. This knowledge, Imam al-Haddad says, generates a state of joyous relief, which is termed hope, which is called raja in Arabic. The intended result of which is that one hastens to acts of goodness and is careful in the performance of obedience. For obedience is the road to God's good pleasure and his garden and his paradise. So hope inspires you towards seeking Allah's generosity and his mercy and his kindness and his favors. Unlike false hope, which is like someone who doesn't sow the seeds and someone who doesn't irrigate the water. If someone said that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a farmer, but I'm not going to sow any seeds and I'm not going to water my crops, but I hope that they will bear fruit and they will grow. You would say, man, that's a foolish sense of hope. You're being foolish. Go out and work on the field and then have hope that you'll have a good harvest. Right? So that's what Imam al-Haddad says, that the basis of hope is hoping in Allah's rewards and working for them. Now that takes us to a healthy sense of fear. In today's world, a lot of people, they say, because they've seen all of these extreme doom and gloom kind of focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and on the fire, and so many people talk about it in an imbalanced way that a lot of people don't like to hear anything about fear. But the reality is, is that fear, having fear of Allah is necessary because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the mighty and the majestic and the Lord of majesty and power. And when Allah commands us to do something, we can't take Him or His commands lightly. And to do so puts one in a state of danger. So having a healthy sense of fear is necessary in the spiritual path and in this spiritual refinement of the heart. And it is the cure for the rebelliousness of the nafs. That when the nafs wants to turn away from Allah or wants to engage in sin or wants to fulfill its desires, then the way to cure that is through reminding it of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam al-Haddad, once again, he says, the basis of fear is the heart's knowledge of the majesty of God, his invincible might, his independence of any of his creatures, and the severe punishments and painful torments with which he has threatened those who disobey him and contravene his commands. This knowledge generates a state of apprehension which is termed fear. The intended result... It's not just to fear to make a, a person feel hopeless. No, the, a healthy sense of fear does not make you feel hopeless. Quite the contrary. It makes a person careful. He says the intended result of which is that one abandons sins and thoroughly guards oneself against them. For sin is the road leading to God's wrath and his place of punishment. And if you look at the companions around the Prophet Muhammad wasallam, they had a very intense, although balanced, sense of fear. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, one time he was riding on his camel or his horse and he was reciting the Qur'an and he came upon a verse that said that, you know, the punishment of Allah is surely real 
and is and is a reality and he was so affected by it that he got off of his horse and he stumbled till he held himself on a wall he got his balance on a wall and he kept pondering that verse and then he went back home and he was sick in bed for a month because of the intensity of the words of Allah piercing his heart that the Quran weighed on them so heavily and the reality of it sank into their hearts so deeply that they would be so affected that they couldn't sometimes that they couldn't function regularly when they would reflect upon the hereafter and the realities of the hereafter Sayyidina Ali Zain al-Abidin the Prophet sallallahu grandson that when he would make wudu and he would get ready for prayer his face would turn yellow and people would say to him why is your face turning yellow and he would say do you know who I'm about to stand before do you know the majesty of the one who I'm, whom I'm standing before it would affect him so intensely that his face would change color so the righteous predecessors they had a healthy sense of fear but they also had a very healthy sense of hope which propelled them towards worship and a healthy sense of fear which prevented them from engaging in sin and so forth but we have to have a balance we have to have a balance Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he said if I was to enter into paradise if I had one foot in paradise I still would not feel comfortable until I had both feet into paradise and then I would only allow a complete sense of certainty and hope in Allah's reward in other words that he was always fluctuating in this you know hope and fear and balancing hope and fear to the point where he said even if i had one foot in paradise i would still have a sense of fear that i was not going to make it until i was fully entered into paradise that we have to have uh, the two wings of faith as they say are hope and fear and just like a bird can't fly with one wing or even if one wing is damaged a bird can't fly but that a bird flies with both wings simultaneously working together so we need hope and fear to work together hope in Allah's reward which propels us towards actions and fear of Allah's punishment which prevents us from engaging in sin and Imam al-Haddad summarizes it beautifully. He says, Submission and obedience are the surest proof of good fortune. Nothing stands between the person who's obedient and paradise except that they die in that state of obedience. Whereas disobedience is the surest proof of wretchedness and nothing stands between the sinner and hellfire except that that person dies in a state of sin. So, we need to be very careful and we need to strive to always be in states of obedience and fear that Allah finds us in a state of sin. So that brings us to today's call to action. The call to action today is to reflect on where do you stand? Do you have more hope than fear? Then maybe you need to come back a little bit and have a healthier sense of fear and reflect on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's majesty and his invincible might or do you have more of a fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and less hope 
And then if you're in that situation, then you need to reflect more on Allah's mercy and Allah's reward. And you need to work harder in worship. And we all need to work harder to avoid sin so that we can reach that balance level. So the call to action today is very simple. Just assess where you are. And wherever you are, if you're, if you're a little bit off balance, then bring yourself closer to that which is more balanced and work towards that through worship and through leaving sin. So that's the call for action today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us complete balance and fill our hearts with hope, a healthy sense of hope that propels us to worship and dhikr and Qur'an and charity and good deeds and a healthy sense of fear which prevents us from all that is harmful and prevents us from uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger and punishment. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Inshallah we'll see you tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.